Mr. Connors. Hey, Fred, how was the wedding? Well, I just wanted to thank you for making Debbie go through with it and everything. All I did was fan the flame of her passion for you, Fred. <laughs> you are the best. No, you are the best. Rita, this is Debbie and Fred Kleiser. Hi. Here you go, kids. Congratulations. What is this? No way. No way. WrestleMania! No way! No way! <laughs> no, we're not going to be in Pittsburgh anyway. Thank you, Mr. Connors. You're a real pal. Oh, this is the best. Welcome to the Plastic Fangs Podcast. Who's your only one? Hey, little sister, who's your Superman? Little sister, who's the one I want? Hey, little sister, shotgun. Oh, it's a nice day to start again. It's a nice day for white wedding. Hello and welcome to the Plastic Fangs Podcast, episode number 80. That's right, Plastic Fangs is now old enough to put a baby in a 30-year-old, much like Al Pacino. But, um, but this is Rodney, your old pal Rodney back again, uh, and you actually heard... That old cyberpunk, Mr. Cyberpunk himself, Billy Idol, with his classic White Wedding as a little switch up on the original, uh, you know, Plastic Fangs opener that you're used to. I mean, you know, come on, if you're listening to this and you don't know what that opening was, what's wrong with you, man? It's Billy Idol. It's White Wedding. Everyone's heard of White Wedding. But, uh, but you know, with June 2023 officially coming to a close on this episode, uh, I'm going to talk about some horror movie weddings because June is actually known for uh, wedding popularity. Um, now, now, just uh, to, to hold that thought, this is the very first time the Plastic Fangs podcast is live before a studio audience. That's right. Yeah, you may hear uh, a little bit of uh, of Shannon in the background, and uh, it's kind of appropriate, you know, because uh, since uh, the last episode, uh, I am actually going, I proposed to Shannon. I was like, you know, hey, uh, you want to get married? And she was like, no. And I was like, well, here's $50. And, sh and she was like, no. And I was like, well, here's $50. And a uh, a five dollar uh, coupon to Wawa for a free coffee, and she was like, "I'm in." So, uh, so yes. Uh, also, um, Benji and Daisy are somewhere in the background. Ironically enough, it's storming again. I know. I, you know, 
episode ago. It was a storm happening. Uh, we're, I'm, I, what can I say? I, I live near the beach and a storm has happened. And, uh, and no, uh, Garth Brooks is not on our front lawn, um, you know, in the rain singing the thunder rolls this time. So that's good. Uh, but, uh, but where was I? I was getting back June famous, you know, like I guess in pop culture or just culture, maybe not so much pop culture, but, but June is like the stereotypical time to get married. Uh, you know, uh, my earliest like memories of that is, uh, there's a song by Stevie wonder called, uh, I just called to say, I love you. Uh, and, uh, that popular song, uh, in the eighties, it was, uh, I think Stevie wonder had, um, done a spot on the Cosby show and I think he sang it there. And so I kind of knew it then. Um, I, <laughs> it's also ironic that, uh, it was in the, uh, raunchy gene wilder uh comedy and that's weird to say right raunchy gene wilder comedy but um uh the woman in red uh that song was actually if, if i think it was it, it was featured in that movie so yes willy wonka going after um the weird science woman my name escapes me i don't know the audience can chime in anytime but you know who knows? <laughs> uh, weird. Yeah. The, the woman that was made in weird science and it's kind of weird cause that kind of ties in this stuff too. So, uh, so anyway, as far as June and weddings, that was my first, you know, when I'd heard that, you know, uh, Stevie wonder sings no weddings, Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Uh, thank you, honey. I, I, Kelly LeBrock, Kelly LeBrock, God, Kelly LeBrock. Also Al Pacino is, I think, 81 and impregnated a 20s. She's in her 20. I don't think she'd get 30. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, doing a, couple a couple corrections. So Al Pacino is actually 81. Uh, the, uh, baby mama is in her twenties. So, uh, so uh, I'm not good at math. So, but Hey, um, eight episode 81. We'll also, uh, do the eight. I'm, I'm sorry. 83. So our 83rd episode of the plastic thing yeah, of the plastic things podcast episode 83 will be the, Hey, uh, we're impregnating 20 year olds, 29 year olds. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, so there's a line in the song. I just called uh, to say, I love you where, uh, Stevie wonder, uh, sings, you know, no wedding, and I'm not going to sing it. I mean, I'm a horrible singer, you know, uh, no wedding Saturday. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah. No wedding Saturdays within the month of June. Yeah. I think that's a line, right. You know, uh, by the way, that song, uh, my mom and I would uh, sing that song to each other when we were in the car when I was little and I had the little, uh, like Joey Lawrence haircut, you know, and stuff. And, uh, you know, that it, it was a birthday. She just turned uh 30 uh, which is weird because I'm 43. So uh, happy birthday, mom. I love you. She's not listening to this because she says I cuss too much. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, I love you, mom. Uh, so Stevie Wonder, that's how I was like, oh, okay. So no wedding Saturdays within the month of June. People get married in June, etc. 
However, there is a website that I've been exposed to uh, called thenot.com. Uh, now that's the not with a K and not the and not the knots.com, which is actually my tribute page to the late great Don Knotts. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Furley and uh, Andy Griffith and all that. Well, he wasn't Andy Griffith. He played Barney, but you know, the Andy Griffith show. So again, the knot.com, not the knots.com. Uh, go pay your tribute to Don Knotts at the knots.com. But the knot.com actually says, according to the knot, they say that October was the month for everyone to get hitched in 2022. And this year, because, you know, I guess people, you know, people plan this shit like one, two, three years out. I don't know. Fucking Kardashians. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I would imagine Kardashians probably uh, take up to 25 to 30 percent of all weddings every year. But according to the knot.com, October was the month for 2022. And this year, I'm not going to do a drum roll because, I mean, whatever. But they're saying September will be the most popular month to get married. Uh, so with that, I'm like, well, I thought it was June. Everyone got married in June. In fact, uh, my future sister-in-law, uh, Jordan and, uh, her, her guy, Micah, uh, both got married June 10th. And I was like, oh, and you know, they sent, you know, like a year ago when they sent, uh, you know, the save the date and all of that, you know, I was like, okay, it's June. It happens in June. You know, people get married in June. So that's great that it ha is happening in June. Um, so, you know, it got me thinking when I was, you know, kind of researching. Um, again, I assure you, this is a horror movie podcast. It's not like a wedding planning podcast, uh, though that we could do an offshoot of the Plastic Fangs about wedding planning, at least until after November. Uh, then it'll be um, honey-do lists, I would imagine. Or honeymoon fund on the knot.com. Or honeymoon fund on the knot.com? Well, people funding our honeymoon. Oh, by the way, uh, this episode is brought to you by Rodney and Shannon's honeymoon. Pay us money for our honeymoon. Yeah, and you can go to the knot.com and, and search it. I, I hear. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be releasing all of that stuff. Because um, the Plastic Fangs podcast is going to sponsor uh, our wedding. So... <laughs> So, so why is June like the traditional month for weddings? You know, I mean, and this is kind of a, a weird uh, tidbit here, but uh, you know, June was traditionally the most popular month to marry and it's still very common for people to do so. A and, but it's less popular, you know, people want the fall or whatever. And it's, I think it has to do with, uh, you know, weather and wanting to do outdoors and stuff like that. I get it. You do June, July, you know, all of that. I get it. August, you, I mean, you're going to sweat your balls off. I mean, even the bridesmaids are going to sweat their balls off. But, um, but um, anyway, the reason why it's been a tradition is that there is uh, the goddess Juno, uh, for whom June is actually named, uh, not the, uh, not that movie with, uh, Michael Sarah and, uh, I guess, uh, Eric page is 
Elliot Page, sorry, Eric Elliot, uh, then Ellen, the former Ellen Page. That, that sh- they couldn't do a sequel. Well, they could do a sequel to that movie. It would be different. Uh, but um, anywho, um, so the goddess Juno uh, was, you know, June named after Juno. Juno was the goddess of protect and protector of women in all aspects of life, uh, especially when it come, uh, comes to marriage and childbearing. So a wedding in Juno's month was considered like the best month to get married. So that's where the tradition comes from. And so that's why this episode is about horror movie weddings because it's the end of June. Yes. Now it's funny because I, I got that, uh, that little bit of information actually from the farmer's almanac, uh, when it comes to planning out trips years in advance, check out the farmer's almanac. Is it going to snow on January 15th, 2037? The farmer's almanac will tell you, do I need an umbrella on April 22nd, 2045? That's right. Your good buddy, the farmer and his almanac have traveled into the future. So you can know that farmer's almanac. We're just as accurate as your fucking phone. The farmer's almanac. Yes. The farmer's almanac, you know, and I didn't purposefully go to the farmer's almanac. I just, I kind of Googled that little bit of information for preparation, uh, which is odd because I rarely ever prepare for anything, uh, except for vacations or uh, weddings. Those are the two things uh, that I prepare for, but, uh, but the farmer's almanac is, you know, I guess it could help me. But, but I don't know, Jesus, what's the whole thing with the farmer's almanac, by the way? I mean, it's like, you know, if they know everything, you know, that, that how weather patterns and the earth and all of that, then, you know, Jesus, I mean, why do we need weather people? Yeah. So anyway, so that I, I thought it was interesting, you know, about June, uh, now, at the top, the very top of the show, uh, you actually heard Michael Shannon in Groundhog's Day here at the Plastic Fangs podcast, the year of the Michael Shannon continues. And uh, now you probably don't remember Michael Shannon in Groundhog's Day uh, because it's a very small part. And he actually smiles more in that scene than I think he has in all of his roles combined in the last 30 years. I mean, it's like the guy's got an ear-to-ear grin that entire uh, scene. I would be, too, if I was uh, with Andy McDowell and and Bill Murray. Um, uh, But then again, I guess nowadays, (laughs) yeah, uh, not a lot of people are are very happy uh, with with Bill Murray. Uh, but, um, But, yeah, damn, WrestleMania tickets would make an amazing wedding gift. The, the not the not.com uh rodney and shannon's wedding the not.com uh oh sorry i was just i got sidetracked there um but uh, for a moment uh talking about that uh, about wrestlemania uh there's part where um they're saying they're going to be in pittsburgh anyway now my uh 
if I can fly my wrestling uh, freak flag here for just a moment, I uh, just want to mention that the WrestleMania has never taken place in Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, it, it, it will be in Philadelphia. Uh, this, the next WrestleMania, actually 2024, but WrestleMania has never been in Pittsburgh. So I'm not sure why Debbie and Fred, um, Debbie had actually said we'll be in Pittsburgh anyway, to insinuate that WrestleMania was going to be held there. Um, now that WrestleMania, Groundhog Day, uh, came out 1993. Um, Groundhog's uh, Day traditionally is, you know, before WrestleMania as that's around, you know, April every year. Uh, but in the WrestleMania 1993 actually took place at Caesars palace in Las Vegas. So it's possible that, um, you know, Debbie and Fred, uh, Michael Shannon and, you know, his, his wife in the film, uh, maybe they were planning to fly there from Pittsburgh. So who knows? Not, not sure. But um, I, I want to go back and touch on uh, Billy Idol and the song White Wedding uh, because uh, that song has become more of a staple at weddings than I think like the wedding march or anything like that. I, I swear to God, every wedding that I've been to, you know, in my adult life th that has actually you know, been, been played. Um, I had already, you know, given a shout out, you know, to, to Jordan and, uh, and Micah, uh, that, you know, they got married on, uh, June 10th. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, so Jordan will be happy to know that, uh, the goddess Juno definitely has her best interest for her. Uh, but, um, you know, the weather at that wedding was, was awesome. Uh, the haze from the Canada wildfires seemed to kind of fizzle out into the ether by wedding time on uh, June the 10th. And uh, it was a beautiful outdoor ceremony. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It kind of got me a, a little bit of a midsummer vibe, you know, with there were, it was at this place uh, that had like different, like old cottages. Right. You know, and it's like, none of them were, you know, like triangle shape, but that would have been like e a lot cooler. You know, I did get a little bit of that vibe, you know, I guess, cause there were flowers and, you know, there were like church pews in front, you know, by this giant tree and, you know, I just, I, I don't know. It's just some about it kind of uh, gave me, you know, that vibe. Now, uh, the, 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 cer the ceremony was like in front of this tree. And then there was like a, a pond, like it's just a giant pond. I don't know if it, you call it a lake. I don't know if it was a lake or, but it was, a, it was a pond and there was a fountain in the middle of it. And, uh, I made that joke, you know, that, you know, there was, uh, there was a giant animal on his back peeing in the air and none of the kids laughed. I mean, I thought it was funny, but whatever. Uh, but, um, Anyway, the, the, the reception was kind of held um, like at this greenhouse, but it's also kind of like a dance floor kind of thing. Beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, place. Avonlea Farms out in Louisa, my uh, mineral, my old stomping grounds back uh, from a couple years ago. Um, that area, uh, definitely rural, but, uh, but that pond, uh, you know, was cool. 
there were no like killer alligators on PCP or any other like animals on drugs. So that was a good thing. Uh, there was no cocaine bears or, um, uh, I don't know, raccoons on crack, uh, crackoons, I believe there was none of that. Uh, there was no, uh, drafts on mushrooms. Uh, that would have been cool though. I'm sure Joe and Michael would have appreciated that. But uh, the DJ at the wedding uh, played White Wedding. Uh, and, uh, you know, you kind of think, you know, well, it, it's an appropriate wedding song to, to kind of play at a wedding. You know, because it really was a nice day for a White Wedding. Y you know, just the things that, that I think about. Uh, but... um. But, you know, had it been raining or cloudy or it had the Canada smoke stuck around any longer, you know, it wouldn't have been a nice day, weather speaking. And it, like, and if I was that DJ, I probably would have held off on playing it. You know, I would have been like, eh, we don't want to play that because, you know, everyone's going to think, you know, it's not a nice day. I mean, it's, I guess a day is what you make it, you know, some people like the rain. So, I mean, but, but that's, that's kind of a weird thought, you, you know, it's like, you know, as that wedding DJ, you know, these are the things that you have to think about. A lot of people think, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to bring my laptop and I'm just going to put on a Spotify playlist and that's all I'm going to do. And I'm going to be like, Hey, we're here to, uh, to do this or, you know, it's, let me introduce you to the wedding party. You know, DJing is much more than that. You know, you gotta, you gotta read the room. You gotta, you know, think about the audience. You gotta be cognizant of your surroundings. And that's why they, uh, are seriously, uh, underpaid. It's a lot of that. By the way, Rodney Self, now available for DJ services for weddings, uh, funerals, Christmases, bar mitzvahs. Uh, Plastic Fangs Productions presents Rodney Self, your next wedding DJ. I'm joking. I I don't know. I, I could do it. Some people have been like, you know, hey, you should be this or you should be that or whatever. I just, I fix fucking computers. That's what I do. And I come up uh, on the... Uh, on the old podcast every now and again, watch movies and play Zelda, but not tonight. Cause I forgot my switch at work, which I took to update it because their Wi-Fi is better and it takes longer. So I wasn't playing it at work. I was updating. <laughs> now I know I'd mentioned that I wanted to talk about Billy Idol, uh, and the song white wedding and all of that. And you know, it's, I'm talking about it mainly because, you know, you have to review it a little bit if you're going to use it. It's, I think that's part of the fair use. I mean, I might get a cease and desist. I don't know. I mean, I think there's 10 people that listen. I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's dip my toes in the water. You know, I, I appreciate Billy Idol. I mean, Billy Idol is, is awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, he was in the fucking doors, man. I mean, not the actual band, the doors, the movie, the fucking doors. And you want to talk about something scary. The end of that goddamn movie is more terrifying than most any horror movie you've ever seen. 
you know, when Val Kilmer's in the bathtub and he's like, and then it's like, you know, uh, fucking Meg Ryan comes around the corner and like the fucking Indian comes out and he's getting butt and he's like walks off and she goes in there and Jim Morrison's dead. Now that I had nightmares about that shit. It was crazy. But Billy Idol was in that. He was also in The Wedding Singer. And uh, which, you know, he was great. He played himself as younger. In watching that movie, you never questioned, you know, oh my God, Billy Idol looks so much older. You know, it's like, no, he looked like Billy Idol. There, you know, there's big, big talk because, you know, Flash came out. Uh, Indiana Jones is about to come out and all of this. And they always talk about the CGI of, uh, you know, de-aging people and, and all of that stuff. You know, you didn't need that for the wedding singer and, you know, and Billy Idol. No, you just needed, you know, some makeup and decent light. I don't know. Because when I saw the wedding scene, I was like, holy shit. It, you know, but then again, you're like, hey, it does look a little bit older. But I mean, come on. They're movies. You have to suspend, you know, disbelief a little bit. You know, from what I understand, like the first hour of the new Indiana Jones is all younger Harrison Ford. I think you should have had Harrison Ford as, you know, his age now. You know, play that like he was younger. That would have been fucking hilarious. You want to know why? Because they expect women to do that all the time. But no, that would have, it would have been funny, you know, with Indiana Jones acting like Indiana Jones. But I mean, it's fucking old ass Harrison Ford. Uh, come on, do away with that. I hope there's a cut where they just remove all that de-aging stuff. That would be hilarious. But, uh, but, you know, I want to uh, take the opportunity to uh, give a big congrats to, to Joe and Micah uh, for an awesome time, an awesome wedding. Um, it, was, it was a great time and, you know, definitely uh, love you guys. You know, it's funny, you know, uh, being at their wedding um, because uh, I've actually, I've, I've gotten married before. Um, now Shannon, uh, my marriage to Shannon, uh, coming up will be my 15th marriage. And, um, so, uh, so yeah, it, it, fun times. I once or twice uh, have done this, uh, four or five set set. Who's counting? People don't, it's like age is just a number weddings or, you know, marriages are just a number. That's my thought, you know, but, um, but you know, I, I, I kind of every now and again, you know, kind of walking around uh, the venue, uh, I would see like at the rehearsal dinner, see Micah, you know, and people would come up and, you know, the, he'd get those questions like, you know, hey, hey, buddy, you getting nervous? Or like people would go up to Joe, you got cold feet, you scared? It's only forever. 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 You know, you know, those people that it's like, you know, it's like they haven't heard it. You know, it's like you hear it when you get engaged, you know, you hear it like when you show up at holidays and in between. And then and then when the big, you know, kind of moment happens, you get those people and eh, eh, are you are you nervous? Are you are you worried? You know, it's like, why are you doing that? You know, of course, I'm all those. I'm feeling all of those things. You feel all those things when you're going to when you when you're getting married. 
you know, when you're coupling up, you know, so why, why ask those questions? But, you know, that, you know, kind of watching that, you know, uh, got me thinking that while this is a wedding should be one of the happiest days of a person's life. Uh, I mean, apart from, you know, children being born, of course, right. You know, if you have children, it's like, no, all right, I, let's, let's get rather frank here. Okay. You know, um, I, I know, um, uh, grace, uh, from, because you were home recently had a child and stuff like that. I have a child. Shannon has, uh, uh, a couple of kids and uh, I mean, but they're not kids, they're kids, but they're not kids. You know, it's like, they're not adults. They're not teenagers. It, same with Regan. It's like, he shit. He, I, I, sometimes I feel like he's 30, but whatever. But it's like, why is it that when, you know, people talk about the happiest times in their lives that they have to say children, you, you know, because I, I mean, to be honest with you, there's sometimes when there's like, you know, oh, well, you know, Regan being born, that must have been the happiest time of your life. And I'm sorry, buddy, if you're listening to this, but, you know, Halo 2 was released and I got there for the midnight show. That was a pretty fucking awesome time. You know, it was a very happy time in my life. I was able to bring it back. I had all the snacks and foods and libations. I had days off because my father died. And so I got to have uh, use bereavement leave for that. And I got to play Halo 2 and it was just me and no one fucking bothered me because my father had died. So, I mean, you know, I mean, so that was a great time. So why is it that people expect me to say, oh, when Regan, now that was a joyous time. It was a great time. I remember it. You know, he, uh, he came out and uh, I cut the uh, cord and uh, then they, they were like, you know, oh man, we got to cut his, we got to cut his penis, you know? Oh, we got a phone call coming in. That's all right. I'm going to, no, that's fine. It's all right. It's, we're, we're not doing a call in portion of the show yet. Uh, we got to work out the logistics to all that here at the plastic fangs podcast. We got our, our tin cans and we're in our strings and we just got to figure out how to tie the knot. And by tying the knot, you can of course go to the knot.com and search Rodney and Shannon. Do they want to have a honeymoon? Yes. Do you want to give them money for the honeymoon? Yes, you do. The knot.com. Also, AMC gift cards. Rodney and Shannon both canceled their AMC Plus. So you can give them gift cards to AMC. AMC theaters. We make movies better. Uh, yeah, sorry, Nicole. Uh, thank you. And uh, you don't need to stop by the show every, every show. Somehow... Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Yeah. Yes. A heartbreak does feel good in a place like this. Uh, so uh, thank you. <laughs> but um, where was I? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the happiest day of your life, you know, why can't there just be, you know, happiness of, of different things? I mean, you should be able to actually just concede and everyone should just understand that. Yes. Having your child come into the world and be healthy and normal or, you know, or even if they weren't, if they had to be put in an incubator for a few days, like I, like me, like I came out all yellow and jaundicey and all of that stuff. And they're like, ew, he's fucking gross. Put him in the fucking oven and let him, you know, bake a little bit before we look at him or touch him, you know? 
you know, like that, even that, that's fine. It's cause for celebration. You know, there's a new life in this world. So, um, so let's concede that if you ask, you know, you know, what's one of the happiest days of your life, you're going to assume, right. That the, the kid is number one, let people who have kids actually say something, you know, like when they got Halo 2 on Xbox. That's not my happiest day, by the way. I'm trying to think. God, I've had a lot of happy days. And um, you know what? So so is the Fonz. <laughs> but getting back to my point, watching Micah kind of get these questions and, and things like that, it's, it's almost like, you know, people you know, want you to be scared. They want you to, it's kind of like people that want people that don't like to ride roller coasters to ride roller coasters. You know, it's people that love horror movies that don't, uh, that want to show or expose people that don't like horror movies to them. You know, it's cause it's, we get a kick out of seeing other people get scared. Right. So when, when you, someone goes to the wedding and, and they see the groom and it's like, Hey, you're getting nervous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing, you know, but ultimately, you know, it is uh, it, getting married is such a major life decision. I, I mean, let's look at the legalities of it really, because, you know, in the, in the eyes of the law, you're kind of combining everything with another person, you know, everything that you've worked for, everything you've earned and all that you're, you're putting that together. Unless you're a Kardashian, you've got some lawyer that's like, all right, this shit's yours. This shit's mine. Eh." You know? And I think a lot of weddings, uh, marriages kind of after the uh, whole uh, Burton Lonnie situation and how that played out, Uh, Burt Reynolds, Lonnie Anderson, bad, breakup, uh, you know, marriage, divorce, all that shit. And it played out in the media, you know, over and over. The evening shade was a thing. It's like, oh, God, you know, Bert and Lonnie, they were on the cover of all of those tabloids and everything. So I think most rich people and celebrities, they kind of, you know, take care of their stuff. But for, for us, for the normal people, you know, we're getting married because we're in love. And, you know, we want to share everything you know, with each other, even though I've been made well aware that, um, how does it go? What's, what's, what's hers is hers and what's mine is hours. hers. So, oh, ours. Oh, okay. Okay. So what's hers is hers and what's mine is ours. So that's fun. But, but I mean, but so, I mean, yeah, you know, it's kind of like that, that, nervousness already, you know, we, I mean, shit, you, we get nervous when we're past going to ask the question. Cause we don't know. I mean, we should know, right. What they're going to say. But I mean, if you've gone on social media or TikTok, you've seen those, you know, videos where someone just flat out, just like, Nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I, I don't want that. You know, they do this whole production, you know, it's like they have people get together and they, they dance to, I don't know. Um, Happy by Pharrell. I don't Virginia Beach's own Pharrell, right? Happy. You know, they get all of their friends. It's like 40 different people and they're doing like this weird dance. And he's like, you know, oh, will you marry me? It'll make me happy. You know, well, first of all, fuck no. She had every right to say no to that because that is cheesy as fuck. You, you could have come up with something completely original. You could have been like, you know, hey, how about play Eye of the Tiger and have a live tiger like 
have a ring on it and then put her in the cage and make her get the ring. Now that is a proposal. And and Shannon killed that tiger, by the way. So, but I mean, you know, the thing, the correlation with, with horror and, and marriages is actually kind of perfect because with horror, there's a lot of the fear of the unknown. It's no wonder why so many horror movies kind of use marriage as like a, a plot point or a focal point or a continuation of a story like in sequels or what have you. I, I mean, you do a simple search on IMDb and you can find a ton of them. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a few of them, uh, you know, that, that I kind of, you know, looked over and glanced over. Now I'm not going to mention all of them and there are probably people that know a hell of a lot more than I do when it comes to, you know, wedding horror. I mean, when we start cutting down in the, you know, in the genres and stuff, I do my research. Sure. You know, but, um, you know, I don't have Ramsey with his notes. I wear my notes. Where are my notes? Uh, you know, uh, but you know, these are ones that, that I knew of when I knew what this episode was going to be about that, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, now, of course you cannot talk about like wedding or, or marriage and horror without first and foremost, what most people probably think of. Now there was no not.com survey for that. You know, as far, you know, what horror movie do you think of first when you think of horror and marriage? That's not on the not.com. You know what is? Rodney and Shannon's Honeymoon Fund. <laughs> that is on the not.com. And, and I'm actually getting paid a quarter from Shannon every time I say that, by the way. Uh, but, um, but anyway, you've got to be thinking it, uh, you know, Bride of Frankenstein. You know, it's like you think about that, uh, that iconic photo, right? I mean, the, the photo that is on the t-shirts of all the high school goth chicks. Oh, I mean, it doesn't even have to be high, high school goth. And I'm sorry for using the word chicks, um, but, you know, goth women, goth people, you know, all goth people, uh, you know, men, you don't have to break it up by, by uh, sex uh, in this at all. I mean, it, you know, uh, the bride of Frankenstein is gender fluid. Everyone can appreciate it from men to women, to they, to them, to, you know, to, to Benji and Daisy who love the bride of Frankenstein. Uh, actually, they would just love the bride of Frankenstein to put food in their dish because they'll love anybody that would do that. But, um, but I mean, that iconic photo uh, of Elsa Lanchester, right? Yeah, with the, with the black hair and you've got the, the white lightning bolts, you know, down each side. And it's like, she is screaming, you know, uh, that iconic kind of, uh, of image to me was like the very first thing I thought of. You think of the bride of Frankenstein, um, which is weird. Right. You know, because it's, it's Frankenstein's monster, but you know, I know it's like, you know, it's a whole thing, man. You, you know, it's Frankenstein's monster, but people call the monster Frankenstein, but it's Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, you know, what really gets confusing is that 1986 remake with Sting and uh, it had Sting. It was called The Bride and it had Sting and Jennifer Beals and uh, Clancy Brown, which if you're a fan of horror, you know, Clancy Brown. 
Pet Cemetery too, man. You know, it was great. Uh, you know, also he was in the Green Mile. You know, so, um, you know, uh, hey, the live audience gets bigger with uh, with Lando coming to visit Miss Abigail, Lady Abigail. So, uh, here at the <laughs> what up, Lando? Um, you know, uh, it's the the the, the Plastic Fang Studios uh, always a uh, thorough. Uh, thorough few right what is it thorough yeah yeah well and benji had to chime in he was you know benji's actually upset he hasn't been on a few episodes but um <clears throat> anyway i was talking about 1986's the bride with sting jennifer bills clancy clancy brown um now in both of these films, you know, because The Bride was kind of a remake, but it is different than the original Bride of Frankenstein. However, in both of these films, there's the assumption that just because you resurrect a dead woman, you know, with lightning, right, uh, you bring her to life, that there's only one other person that was also resurrected by lightning, you know, uh, Frankenstein's monster, the monster, right? Was, you know, so that just because you resurrect another dead woman, you know, that it's, it's instantaneously a match, you know, it's like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring this woman back to life and that'll be his mate. You know, it's like, what, you know, she doesn't get a choice in the matter. I mean, you're bringing her back to life. She's going to have a brain that, some works somewhat right you know at least more than a kardashian you know <laughs> but i mean it's like you know it, you know so you gotta you know think you know that mentality is like you know is like automatically you're not even giving into the free will of the monster i mean that's my biggest gripe about that you know i mean i understand probably at the time when you know bride of frankenstein was made she would probably have to ask her husband to get a credit card, but you know, but I mean, at least be able to decide who they want to marry. You know, it's like, you know, you can't just resurrect dead people and expect they'll, you know, hit it off. You just can't great scientist, Dr. Frankenstein, horrible, um, horrible matchmaker. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I, I go back to the uh, the bride, you know, from Sting. Now, and I know you've listened to this podcast enough, and and you're probably waiting for me to make some kind of tantric joke about Sting. And I'm sorry, it's old; it's been done. I'm not going to approach it. You know, it'd be kind of hard to do that. <laughs> now, um. <laughs> Now, of course, with, with Frankenstein and, and the Bride of Frankenstein, um, one of the things is that, you know, in Bride of Frankenstein, you know, she instantly, like, is like, ah, I'm horrified by this monster, and, you know, all that stuff. And in 1986's The Bride, it, it kind of goes a little bit, uh, you know, takes another direction where, you know, Sting resurrects. Uh, Jennifer Beals, you know, cause she's a maniac, maniac, maniac on, on the floor. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, 
she wants no part of the monster like you know uh, at the beginning uh, but then it, it's like you know then Do- dr frankenstein sting falls in love with jennifer bill and then it's like they think the monster's dead and uh then 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 they find out the monster's not dead and the monster's like what you you made this bride for me and now you're you've taken her how dare you I'm sure that's 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 actual dialogue. It's, it was in that movie. No, I'm kidding. It's not. But uh, but you know, but back back in the day with Bride of Frankenstein, you know, having that movie, you would kind of think, well, all right, well, some of these old movies, you know, there was a lot of bride ofs or you know brides of uh, but what about dracula right when you think about frankenstein you think about dracula uh now there was a movie called brides of dracula hammer movie if you're familiar with hammer's horror um christopher lee you know of course played dracula a lot of people love the hammer horror uh i dig it uh it's got that kind of you know, 60s, 70s, you know, kind of feel. And, um, you know, Christopher Lee it, it was a legend. Uh, but but in Brides of Dracula, I bet you'd think, you know, Christopher Lee was great. No, he wasn't even in it. I mean, well, first and foremost, it's called Brides of Dracula. I didn't, I didn't know that Dracula was a polygamist, for one. But... Uh, but uh, Peter Cushing, you know, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, for you Star Wars nerds out there, uh, he played Van Helsing in those Hammer uh, horror movies. But um, Van Helsing is in this. But the vampire, it's not Dracula. It, it, no, there's no Christopher Lee. It's uh, it's actually, it's Baron, and I'm probably, Meinster, or Minster? Maybe it's Baron Minster. M-E-I-N-S-T-E-R. Baron Meinster. God, I mean, just the, the name sends shivers down your spine. Like Corey Cunningham from Halloween. It's Baron Meinster. Why didn't they call it Brides of Baron Meinster? You know, I, I mean, now you know why. It's because you, they, they're selling the name Dracula. But yeah, no Christopher Lee in that one. But, you know, Dracula had to outdo Frankenstein and have multiple brides. So you had Bride of Frankenstein, Brides of Dracula, because, you know, Dracula's a slut. But, um, you know, the Brides of Baron Meinster, I guess, just doesn't don't put butts in the seats. But, uh, but, but as far as those Bride of movies, uh, Bride of Frankenstein is, is probably the most popular, I would say. You know, especially when it comes to horror flicks, you know, that not just us, you know, the horror movie uh, aficionados, right? Or, you know, the ones that enjoy horror movies, you know, but popular culture too. You know, if you walk up to somebody, you know, anybody on the street and you said, um, what's a movie that start with the title that's Bride of? They'd probably say Bride of Frankenstein. Maybe you've never seen it, you know, you don't really get a lot of those bride of, or son of movies that are 
truly an indicator that it's a sequel, right? Because that's what it is. You know, when you're saying bride of or son of, it's like, you know, who, who it is. Like when you say bride of Frankenstein, oh, oh shit, Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster, whatever the fuck you want to say, you know, I'm just going to say Frankenstein, you know, um, but you know that, oh, I'm going back to see a Frankenstein movie, you know, son of mask, you know, you're like, oh, Jim Carrey in the mask and you go and it's Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> but you knew the mask and then you were sorely disappointed that it's Jamie fucking Kennedy who belongs in a scary movie, right? Instead, you know, well, not a scary movie, but maybe scream, you know, shit, Randy had access to a videotape. You know, he could have made a hell of a lot more than what he actually made. But, you know, like when you have a bride of movie or, you know, a son of movie, again, it's it's indicative that it's a sequel. I mean, it'd be kind of weird to do a, a bride of movie and it not be a sequel or, you know, like, OK, a bride of chainsaw hand. Well, who the fuck is Chainsaw Hands? I don't know. I want to see a movie about Chainsaw Hands. I mean, there was Edward Scissorhands. Uh, you know, you could do Edward Scissorhands versus Chains. You know, Chainsaw Hands. We don't know who Chainsaw Hands is, but I bet you Chainsaw Hands and Edward Scissorhands could get it on. They could go mano a mano, right? It's the next bit. It's like the next Freddy versus Jason. It's Chains Chainsaw Hands versus Scissorhands. Aside from Bride of Frankenstein, what I think is the most popular Bride of movie after that is Bride of Chucky. Uh, now, Child's Play, that, that, you know, the whole Chucky thing had, had kind of hit a wall by the third one. Uh, now, the third one is my most favorite. I've talked about it on the pod before. It's, um, I mean, it, it's, it's a Chucky movie that's as formulaic as the other Child Play movies. You know, Chucky's going after Andy uh, to try to trade his soul into Andy so he can grow up and be human and blah, blah, blah. You know, he, he, you know, dies at the end of part one, part two gets resurrected. Miraculously, part three gets resurrected. I mean, it, it happens in these, you know, slasher movies. You know, we kind of get used to the, these, you know, uh, these uh, slashers, these slasher people. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the PC term and I'm doing air quotes, you know, I don't know what the PC word is for, you know, uh, horror movie monsters, right? You know, they probably have feelings. They don't want to be called monsters. They just want to be people. And by Chucky, he just wanted to be Andy. He wanted to voodoo himself into Andy because uh, he had voodooed himself into a doll. Uh, but Child's Play 3, uh, one of my favorites uh, I mean, it's, it's Chucky. It's, it's, it's fucking taps with Chucky. It's uh, school ties with Chucky, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the fact that child's play three is a, is a movie that exists. You could have actually just made child's play three. The first one, I, I, I thought it was great. The scene alone, the capture of the flag scene alone where, you know, Chucky swaps out bullets, you know, and, you know, for dummies, for real ones, fucking great shit, man. Love child's play three. Uh, but, um, but bride of Chucky gave the child's play franchise a much needed shot in the arm. Now, of course you have Tiffany played by Jennifer Tilly, 
you know, and you already had Brad Dorif, you know, returning and who's done the voice, you know, with, with the exception of that child's play remake that we're not going to mention. We're not going to talk about, we'll keep it on the deal. But, uh, that was, uh, Luke Skywalker did the voice of that Mark Hamill. But again, we're going to just keep it on the DL. No one talk about the Child's Play remake, all right? It didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but Bride of Chucky was uh, an amazing uh, flick as well. Uh, you know, one directed by Rodney Yu, who would go on, uh, of course, to d- direct Freddy vs. Jason. But a lot of people were kind of upset at Ronnie Yu for recasting Jason with Ken Kinzinger and not using Kane Hodder. Uh, I know Holliston, the TV show, kind of, you know, had a episode about that, you know, whenever Kane Hodder would show up or what have you. But um, but you also, in this, you had a, a young Catherine Heigl was in it. Uh, it was a pre-Grey's Anatomy. Uh, and of course, uh, the late great John Ritter, uh, was in it. Um, so Bride of Chucky, it it really leaned into the, the campiness, you know, the, the jokingness of it. Uh, now, you know, in the next one, uh, after that, uh, you know, uh, seed of Chucky, uh, John Waters would actually show up in, as a, in a cameo in that. So it, it's, it's one of those things where it changed the tone and it changed the direction. Uh, you, you know, of course it had gotten rid of Andy, but still kind of kept the trope that Tiffany and Chucky were looking to, you know, this young, you know, couple, to uh, swap their, their bodies. So again, that whole, uh, that whole voodoo thing, you know, kind of poking its head out, uh, but so much more has happened. Obviously the TV show, the Chucky TV show has kind of expanded on the lore uh, of all of that. Now I'm not going to get into it now, but it's appropriate, right? Because you have bride of Chucky. Now, one of the things that, that I kind of see a pattern with, with these bride of movies is that we're not actually getting an actual bride or any kind of actual wedding here. You know, now Chucky does propose to Tiffany, you know, but I mean, they don't get married. There's no ceremony. You know, it's not like the end of, uh, you know, the Muppets take Manhattan where Piggy and Kermie finally married up, you know, and you had all of the Sesame Street characters in the in the crowd for the wedding. You're like, oh my god, it's Big Bird. It's like, you know, you the whole. Uh, I'm gonna go on a tangent here. So I watch Flash, the the Flash, right? And then of course also the Spider Man in the multiverse, and, and all this multiverse stuff. You know, the worlds mixing. You know, the the different characters being in in other you know, characters, movies, older characters, like who would have thought Michael Keaton would have played Batman ever again? I mean, never say never, but I thought Birdman was like the last time we'd see him in like a a cape and, you know, whatever, you know? Uh, But I mean, so I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is Muppets Take Manhattan was actually one of those first things, right, that we kind of saw. Because, I mean, it was Oscar the Grouch was at the wedding with with Kermit and, and Miss Piggy. You're like, oh, my God, they got the Muppets and Sesame Street. 
for a kid, that's your multiverse of madness right there. You know, when you see Snuffle, all right, how do you get Snuffleupagus into a, into a goddamn wedding chapel, by the way? You know, one, you know, I thought for years that Big Bird hallucinated Snuffleupagus. And then when Regan was younger, you find out everyone else can see Snuffleupagus. I don't know, man. But what I do know is that when I saw Muppets Take Manhattan, I mean, it's my mind was blown. So that's my tangent on the multiverse. Muppets did it first. Prove me wrong. Then again, I guess you could, you know, take Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein or Dracula versus Frankenstein or, you know, the mummy meets Frankenstein. You know, just all those all those worlds colliding. If only they had known that they could have been billion dollar, you know, industries back in the day. Yes. Unfortunately, there was no Disney around. No, um, you know, Marvel. Well, I mean, Marvel was around. Yeah, Marvel and DC have both been around for a long time. But, I mean, in these movies, these bride of movies, there's no wedding. You know? Now, if you if you want to kind of look for a wedding, you know, you could look at Beetlejuice. Now, granted, that was a forced wedding, but I mean, no force than Dr. Frankenstein being like, I'm making a bride. We had Beetlejuice, you know, uh, attempting to marry Lydia, right? You know, it's like, you know, so I guess if you think about actual weddings, you know, in, in horror movies, you could have that. Uh, now, as far as when you think about modern uh, films and you talk about another scary aspect as far as getting married as well, that's kind of, uh, you know, rolled in to that is, you know, you can always think of the in-laws, right? Now, could you imagine not meeting the in-laws until you get married? I mean, that's kind of weird, right? You know, you, whenever you marry someone, you got to vet everything. You got to meet everybody and, you know, see, you know, feel people out and all of that. And, you know, and, and see if it's the right fit. It's very, you know, meticulous. Unless you're Dharma and Greg and you're just, you know, you meet somewhere and you get married. And it's like, you know, oh, that Dharma, that Dharma's crazy. And I'm a, I'm a silly white guy with a job and Dharma... Where's patchouli? Watch us on ABC. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, for me, I'd want to know everybody. You know, you want to know the family you're ma marrying into. And, um, and that's not the case with, uh, with kind of a modern film that has to do with marriage. And I'm talking about Ready or Not. Uh, and in fact, it, Ready or Not has been one of the my, my favorite horror movies that I've I've seen in the last few years. Uh, now, it does have Samara Weaving in it, uh, who's kind of you know the the horror it you know person. One of them, anyway. You know, she recently uh, was in Scream Six. But, you know, Ready or Not was kind of an, an interesting, you know, premise because, you know, she's marrying this guy and, and they go and they get married. And then it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> our family has this tradition where uh, we play a game and um, uh, and we have to kill you or we'll die. 
right? And, um, you know, it kind of goes from there. I mean, I could ruin it. You've probably seen Ready or Not. You know, it's, it's, you, you find out all this stuff, and, you know, she is very good at playing hide and seek. And, you know, at the end, you know, it's, uh, you know, all those in laws and everybody are, they blow up. Yep. Now, now that's a scary thought. You know, it's like you're, you know, the day after your wedding, you know, you've been celebrating all night and then your in-laws and you're the person that you married just spontaneously combust everywhere. I mean, that probably happens in about 2% of the Kardashian weddings. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now... There are tons of these movies, like I had said before, and I, I don't have time to go over them. But, um, you know, uh, some notable mentions that I'll make, um, you know, uh, of course, I know I talked about the Muppets Take Manhattan, but uh, The Corpse Bride, right? That's a good one. Uh, now, Rocky Horror Picture Show. You got a classic. And it, it's actually, that's kind of post-wedding, you know? It's like, you know, they're, they've already gotten married. They show up and, you know, so we're, it's like the reception or the reception part two. Yeah. You know, uh, house of the devil. Again, a lot of these horror movies, they want to force people to get married. You know, it's, And I guess, you know, that's what the scary thing is uh, about, you know, people that getting, you know, getting married, you know, is that, you know, maybe they feel like they're being forced to do it. They feel like they have to, you know, or whatever, you know, because it's what society deems right or whatever, you know. Um, so I guess that could be a fear. But, but I mean, a lot of these horror movies, I mean, they're legitimately like being forced. It's like, you're going to marry the devil or you're going to marry the monster or what have you. <laughs> uh, now, one of the things, lastly, that I was thinking about was, could you do like a bride of or groom of, you know, kind of treatment for some of the other horror movie franchises? You know, like, could you have bride of Michael Myers? I mean, Halloween ends was kind of like more like son of <laughs> type of flick. Definitely like Corey Cunningham, son of Michael Myers. You know, they could have called it son of Michael Myers. I, I mean, fuck. I mean, they could have. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, who's to say that Corey Cunningham uh, doesn't get resurrected for a new Halloween franchise to start? And uh, and Laurie Strode's granddaughter returns, like, take him out and falls in love. And then they get married. That could happen. Bride of Corey Cunningham. That's what you could have. How about Leatherface? If you watch the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, Leatherface could go either way with bride or groom, I guess. Right? I mean, the Saw is family, and you need someone just as effed up as Leatherface to be a partner. Um, Jason. Jason's kind of hard. You know, uh, because I don't know what you could do with that one. You know, maybe maybe there's someone at the summer camp with Jason 
right when he died and it's like that person you know was a girl that you know that liked him and you know he maybe even had a crush on him despite his abnormalities you know and when when jason died you know she was sad and obsessed you know just as much as the mom and so you know maybe you know that love interest moves back to crystal lake and um wants to join jason i don't know I mean, that seems kind of corny, but, you know, what isn't? I mean, with the rider straight going going on, you know, I'm not crossing picket lines. I know these are some hot ideas. Watch out. I'm wheeling and dealing. <laughs> all right. Now, all right. So, Michael Myers, Leatherface, Jason. How about Freddy? How about Bride of Freddy? Now, you could make that could be an interesting premise, right? You could kind of do a Nightmare on Elm Street two thing, well, like instead of Jesse, you get like a female, um, or I mean, shit, you could return to Jesse, right? You know, and it's like you know Jesse's getting married and Freddie's back, and you know, so it could be groom of Freddie. But you know, how about misery, right? How about groom of misery? Maybe Annie Wilkes isn't dead. Uh, maybe. You know, it's like, you know, her body's taken to a hospital and it, you know, and it turns out she's alive, right? She's nursed, she's nursed back to health by an orderly. And, uh, and he like, while, you know, he reads a new book series that he's obsessed with to her while she's convalescing, right? And they fall in love, you know, and, you know, and, you know, they go on to live, you know, their life, you know? Because she, uh, he sneaks her out and they move off into the middle of the woods and, you know, so they can love this, you know, this new series of books and everything. Of course, until that one ends and their thirst for, for bloodlust returns And they got to tag team up to kidnap that writer and keep him alive. You know what? Shit. Put misery in space with that too. You know, groom of misery in space. Part two. Uh, chapter three. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but at the end of the day, they put a goddamn leprechaun in space. <laughs> That you know, that's the perfect. That would that would be actually be the perfect one, right? Bride of Leprechaun. I don't know. I don't know. Bride of Leprechaun. I don't know if that would work out. You know, just because, you know, that Leprechaun guy, he's not sharing his gold. Nope. And they're always after his lucky charms. Well, I appreciate you listening to the Plastic Fangs podcast and joining me for episode eighty. Don't, you know, don't forget to listen here coming soon for episode 83 when, uh, when we Al Pacino somebody, we don't know who, I mean, reach out to us on social media. <laughs> uh, uh, now don't forget, speaking of social media, yeah, check us out on Instagram, uh, TikTok. I haven't posted a lot on TikTok. I don't know. Maybe the Chinese, uh, are stealing our stuff. I don't know. That's what they say. But I mean, pretty much everyone is stealing everything anyway, right? You know, in fact, um, I could, you know, uh, 
even putting it out there, you know, about weddings and stuff like that, you know, uh, I'll open up Facebook, probably get inundated with, you know, destination weddings or all that shit. I don't know, you know, or maybe like an ad for the not.com or Rodney and Shannon's honeymoon getaway. You too can be a part by parting with your money. <laughs> the not.com, not the knots.com. The great tribute page created for Don Knotts, Mr. Roper, and Barney. He was also in uh, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Don Knotts, thenots.com. But Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, make sure to check out the hashtag GetBit so you can follow us everywhere. We use that hashtag. Make sure you bite back to us by using that hashtag GetBit. And, of course, you can follow the hashtag HorrorPodFam. And that way you'll see lots of other great horror movie podcasts brought to you by great independent people out there just having conversations. Some of them, geez, I mean, man, they're getting some great interviews. I don't know if you've seen Aaron over at First Class Horror. Holy cow. Go check him out. You're not going to believe who he has coming up on his podcast. But uh, that's all she wrote, man. I'm ready for July. Bring on the 4th of July. It's going to be hotter than the 4th of July. And um, I'm going to be heading up to the Mahoning very, very soon. Can't wait. Can't wait to return home. It's been two years, man. Two long years until I've been home. But I'm anxious to see Virgil and all those fun people. Man, their July is stacked. Their whole season is stacked. You know, one of the best seasons that the Mahoning, you know, I think is put on in a while. You know, I mean, not to say that every season that they've done hasn't been killer, but they are just knocking it out of the park. They are running on all cylinders. Uh, super jealous that I haven't been there in two years, and I cannot wait to go back and see Virgil and Nancy and Mark and James and Jess and everybody, man. Just... Get, you know, super excited for that. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do it here. It's been 80 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. So you know what? I can go get bit. Now hear this. <laughs> What's all this about you running away? Don't you know when the going gets tough, the tough get going? So you fail. Big deal. Look at me. I fail almost everything I've ever tried. <laughs> I've never really amounted to anything. My whole life has just been one big failure after another. I'm the laughing stock of my family. The only reason I have this job is because my, my brother owns the building. Jack, if you can wait till tomorrow, I'll go with you. 